Hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 69. Today we're looking at shame and hiding. Actually, shame and hiding kind of go hand in hand because if you feel ashamed or if you feel embarrassed, you know, you want to hide that, don't you? I mean, you don't want anybody to know about it. And it seems like ever since the beginning of time, since the Garden of Eden, people have been hiding, uh, embarrassed. Uh, Someone or maybe God will find out their secret or their weakness or their history or whatever. And of course, one of Jesus' sayings that he often said was, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Well, who's that? Well, we're the lost. (laughs) We're the lost. We're forever being found. And our passage today is from Luke 19. And upon first reading, you might... This is the story of Zacchaeus. And if you've never heard it before, or even if you have heard it, you might... This is a passage that you might read. and, And you might think, I don't really... I can't really relate to this. This doesn't make sense to me. Maybe some of you heard this as children in Sunday school, but I'm going to read you the passage because it'll help you um, set it in context and understand where we're going. So it's Luke 19. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it, and a man there named Zacchaeus was there, and he was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but... On account of the crowd, he couldn't because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead, climbed a sycamore tree to see him because Jesus was going to pass by that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down because I must stay at your house today. So Zacchaeus hurried down and he was happy to welcome him. And all the others who saw this began to grumble and say, Jesus is going to be the guest of one who's a sinner. And Zacchaeus said, Lord, look, half my possessions I'll give to the poor. And if I've defrauded anyone of anything, I'll pay them back four times as much. And then Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house because he too, is a son of Abraham, for the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So that's the passage. All about Zacchaeus hiding up the sycamore tree, trying to catch a glimpse of Jesus. And like I said, you know, it might be something that you might read and you think, well, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to mean for today. But there's a lot in this, as there usually is. So this is the interesting part that I'm going to focus on. This Zacchaeus obviously is a short man, right? He's small in stature, the passage tells us. So he climbs up this tree to see Jesus. And as Jesus is walking uh, past him, or underneath him, I guess, Jesus stops and looks up. And he happens to look up. And, of course, he sees him there. Now, this is what's interesting Now, I've mentioned before that the New Testament was written in New Testament Greek. So if you go back to the original language, that word look up, anablepo, you'll not remember that part, the anablepo part, but it means 
when Jesus stopped, so there he is, he's walking along, he comes he comes to the tree where Zacchaeus is hiding, basically, looking down through the branches and all the foliage. The text says that Jesus looks up, and the word is, that word, look up, means to observe. It means to perceive. It means to have sight. And frequently, it implies a special contemplation. So Jesus stops and he looks up and it's almost like he's, he's seeing into the heart of Zacchaeus. Like it's not a surface looking. By the way, Jesus does this with everyone. It's not the surface looking because we, we often just look on the surface of people. But he stops and he contemplates and he looks at them. He looks at the Zacchaeus. This is the one that everyone dislikes because he's stolen from everyone. He's a chief tax collector. So not only does he collect taxes for the enemy, the ancient Romans, he also pockets money for himself. He steals against his own people, the Jewish people, the ancient Jewish people. He's a chief tax collector, so he has some clout, he has some authority, he has power, and he has money. Now that's a ruthless combination for a greedy man, right? Who's going to like a man like that who's powerful, he has authority, he's ruthless, and is greedy? So Jesus stops and he sees all of that. But I think he's obviously Jesus is seeing more, more than we see. Jesus sees something else that no one else can see. Now, what it is, we don't know. Is, is Zacchaeus seeking? Is he searching? Why is he up the tree? Is it just like a curiosity? What's going on with Zacchaeus? Well, I think it's more than a curiosity, as we see when we read on, on in this passage. Uh, of course, nobody likes him. Jesus invites himself to Zacchaeus' home. Now, he doesn't tell him to change his life. He doesn't tell him to stop stealing. He doesn't say, Zacchaeus, you know, you got to shape up. You have to change your way. He doesn't do that. All he does is he invites himself in. Now, of course, in that ancient culture, 2,000 years ago, to eat with someone means you are accepting them. You're equals. Eating together was a big deal in the ancient culture because it meant that you know, we're friends, we're eating together, we're equals. So Jesus invites himself to Zacchaeus' house to eat. Translated, that means, I accept you, I see you, I want to be with you. Now that's a, that's a powerfully healing combination for anyone in any century, at any time. To be seen and to be accepted. And it's to be fully seen. Remember, when Jesus looks at Zacchaeus, he's seeing the whole person. He's seeing the essence. He's seeing everything. Not just the surface. Not just the show. Not the mask. More than that. And by Jesus saying, I'm coming to your house to stay, it's like, I accept you. I see you. I know you. And I want to be with you. It's so powerful. When, when Zacchaeus experiences this, it's so powerful that Zacchaeus tells Jesus in verse 8, I'm going to give away half my income to the poor. 
It's like, really? Well, why? Jesus didn't ask you to do that. And then Zacchaeus adds, no, if I've cheated anyone, I'm paying them back four times over. It's like, really? Why? Jesus never asked you to do that. Isn't that interesting how the lifestyle starts to change when he has this encounter? So Zacchaeus has this encounter. He has this experience. And then he starts to, I mean, he wants to change. Not because he's told to. And then the story ends with, rather abruptly, the story ends with Jesus saying or stating, salvation has come to this house, for he too is a son of Abraham. He's part of the family. Salvation's come. And it's almost like salvation. It's like where I am, Jesus, it's almost like where I go, wholeness goes. Remember that word salvation. It's a beautiful word. It means wholeness. It means completeness. So it's almost like Jesus is saying, salvation has come, wholeness has come. When I come, healing comes. Something that was broken has been mended. Zacchaeus was broken. And now salvation's come to it. Now he's being mended. Now, we're not tax collectors, right? Can't relate. Chances are we're not tax collectors. Chances are we're not hated by the crowds. Chances are we're not crooked. Right? Chances are we don't steal. These parts of Zacchaeus, many of us, uh, we can't relate to that. But there is a side of this story that we can easily, easily get in touch with. And it's this whole idea of to be seen and to be accepted. Now, this is something that every single heart longs for, whether they're aware of it or not. It's this business when Zacchaeus is up the tree, or he's up in his sycamore tree, he's kind of hiding behind the foliage, he's looking down, he's a short guy, so he can't really see, so he's up there, and who knows, maybe he's up there because he doesn't want to be standing next to the crowds because nobody's going to like him because he's a crook, right? Jesus looks up and sees him, and it's almost like that gaze of Jesus, this, this intentional looking, is a pivotal part in the story. Because when Jesus looks at him, Jesus knows exactly where to find him. Okay, he's not hidden to Jesus, right? Jesus knows exactly what Zacchaeus needs. Zacchaeus is avoided and he's disliked. And what does Jesus offer him? Unconditional acceptance. So Jesus meets him where he is. Isn't that, this is kind of amazing. This is the way, this is a pattern. Remember in the scripture, we're always looking for patterns. Because this isn't just about Zacchaeus. This is about the way God works with us. This is the way God works with us. God sees the missing parts. This, remember Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. So it's like Jesus is saying, it's like God saying, of course there's lost parts to you, and I'm coming to find you, to save you, to heal you, to bring you healing. God sees the missing parts and he meets us there. Now for Zacchaeus, it's all about acceptance. It's all about belonging. He doesn't belong. 
Everybody hates him. But I'm suggesting that everyone needs to be seen and known and accepted. Whatever the core wound is, and we all have various core wounds. I mean, I don't think we just have one issue. But whatever, have you noticed this? That whatever you're suffering, let's say you have a you, you have a wound that you're suffering, it keeps coming back. Have you ever noticed that whatever it is that's bothering you, let's say you feel ashamed about something, or let's say you keep losing your temper, um, have you noticed how it keeps resurfacing all the time? You're in therapy, you're talking to your counsellor, the wound comes to the surface. You read a book and it touches you in a deep way because it reminds you of something and it reminds you of a, a piece of suffering that you're carrying in your heart and yeah, it surfaces. Or you're in a, it, you, this can happen in a church setting or a song touches you or somebody, some, a word of scripture or something. It actually can happen anywhere. For Zacchaeus, it's all about belonging. Now, some of you, you might not relate to this, but, but some of you will relate to this. I mean, have you ever felt like you just don't fit in? Have you ever felt that? Have you ever felt that people really don't know you? Well, they actually probably don't because nobody takes the time to stop and look long enough. Have you ever felt unseen or small or unacceptable? Right? You don't have to be an ancient tax collector to feel that way. Everyone has hidden areas. Everyone has areas, things that give us the message, you're not wanted. You shouldn't feel this way. That's unacceptable. You shouldn't be this way. That's unacceptable. I was listening to a young mother say last week um, on a podcast that she said, I love my kids. She has little children, wee ones. I love my kids. She said, I just don't love parenting. And she says, nobody admits to that. No one tells you that, that you, with little kids, you can get, be really lonely when you have little kids. You can get really bored. It's not all pure bliss and joy. Well, nobody's going to admit to that. Why? Well, because they would feel ashamed to admit that, right? Things happen. Things happen in our life and we translate it into shame, People wouldn't approve of me or like me or accept me if they knew about this. If they knew this part of me, they, they wouldn't like me. Or they wouldn't approve of me. If you have a suicide in the family, that causes a lot of shame to people, right? The family. It's an untimely death. There's shame attached to it. Or um, if you've struggled with gender identity, I don't know, I, I don't fit, I don't fit, male, female, I, I don't want these choices. Yeah, there's a lot of, there can be a lot of shame attached to that. If people knew this, they wouldn't accept me. Or sexual orientation, same thing. 
Well, if people knew me, they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept me. That's shame. Or you lost your job. I'm bankrupt. That's an embarrassment. That's something many times people want to hide that. I was abused as a child. Same thing. Causes people a lot of shame. They want to hide it. Or my marriage failed. You know, what a humiliation. All these things and a thousand more can make you want to hide. Can make you feel like you don't want to be seen. It's the wounds we carry. It's the wounds we carry. I mean, a big, big part of spiritual slash emotional healing is allowing the Spirit of God to bring us acceptance. Because, you know, a lot of the time, a lot of the shame we carry, <laughs> Jesus would say, you don't have to, there's no shame in this. There's no shame here. There's no shame here. The truth will set you free, Jesus says. The truth will set you free. But a lot of the time we're not carrying the truth, so we hide. And, and it's, it's funny because God is often viewed quite incorrectly as... This is, this is the way that oftentimes that God's viewed. It's like, okay, Zacchaeus, or add your own name, you give up your tax collecting job, you never steal again, you clean up your life, and then I'll come to your house for dinner. Jesus always reverses that. Time and time and time again. It is amazing to me how the church has gotten this wrong for centuries. Not all the church, but, you know, I mean, a lot of the time it's really moralistic, isn't it? Jesus reverses this and he begins with, I want to spend time with you, Zacchaeus. I want to be with you. You're important. And God gazes upon us and looks at us and gives us the courage to look at ourselves. And that's what grace is all about. And this is what brings change. And this is what brings transformation. And this is what brings freedom. This is when you can come out of hiding. God looks, God finds, God saves. Like Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost, right? Yeah. And who's lost? Me. <laughs> We're the lost ones. I think for the most part, people don't really know us. I think, um, I mean, people aren't really that easy to know. Even people that you live with, you can often be mystified by why people do what they do. And I wonder that maybe it's because we don't look long enough, right? We just stay on the surface, unlike Jesus. Because when Jesus sees Zacchaeus, when he looked up, when he gazes, I mean, that implies a deep looking. That implies a knowing that implies a deep understanding of someone. And when that is let in, when that kind of love is let in, and that kind of acceptance is let in, all the shame and the hiding and the inadequacy begins to crumble. Yeah, God reveals things to us to heal us. We're all on the same journey. 
right? Because without God's acceptance, you know, we can't accept ourselves. And by the way, I think that order's important. It's God's acceptance first, and then comes self-acceptance. I think that order is important. God's acceptance comes first, and then gradually we begin to accept ourselves. Now, this is interesting that Zacchaeus' name means pure. That's what the name means in the original language. And the word pure means unmixed, unmixed motives. It means integrity. I think that's the journey for Zacchaeus. He starts out a mess, and, uh, and God comes, and God starts to work with him on this journey of unmixed motive, integrity, wholeness. You know, from the beginning of Genesis, people have been hiding. From the beginning of Genesis. You remember that second chapter of Genesis? After they ate the fruit, Adam and Eve? They're hiding. Yeah, they're hiding in the garden, and then God's coming comes out in the cool of the evening. It's a beautiful poem in Genesis. God comes out in the cool of the evening and starts to say, Adam, Eve, where are you? Like God doesn't know where they are. I mean, come on. God's saying, Adam, where are you? Well, we're hiding. What are you hiding for? Well, we're, we're naked and we're ashamed and we're embarrassed and we're, yeah, what's that about? That's about, I, I don't feel accepted. If you knew what I did, if you knew who I was, you wouldn't like me. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful passage where God clothes them, covers them, loves them. Whatever arises in you, when you hear these kind of passages, whatever arises in you, whatever bubbles to the surface, whatever is revealed, whatever it is you're feeling, whatever memories come, whatever thoughts come, that's the area that surfaces for healing. That's the area. That's the area that the Spirit of God is hovering over and desiring to bring freedom and healing. So rather than ignore these thoughts or minimize them or push them away or avoid them or deny them, it's really an opportunity. It's, yeah, it's just an opportunity. It's like, well, thank you, God, that you're showing me this. There's the prayer. There's the heart cry. Thank you. Thank you that you, you're, you're looking for me and you stop and you see me and you gaze on me with compassion to bring healing. Yeah, what a beautiful picture. Well, thank you for joining me. You've been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.